Alright folks, welcome into another edition of the Orange and Brown Report podcast. I am once again your host, Jared Miller. It is Saturday morning and we just continue to rack up the podcast because the Cleveland Browns continue to rack up the additions to their line. Or I'm sorry, to their team line. Started to think about Malik Jackson too quick, folks. Hey, that happens. Uh, but it starts with who I'm going to be calling Walker, linebacker, Ranger, Anthony Walker, from the Indianapolis Colts. An interesting player. Uh, he is going to turn 26 this season, so he's going into his fifth season, which fits along with what Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have done in free agency in general uh, over the last two years. Obviously, Troy Hill uh, is going to be playing into his 30 season with a multi-year deal. But again, a lot of one-year contracts. Uh, this time, another uh, player going into his fifth season. So we look at just kind of pure statistics. Uh, Walker has had a really interesting career. Um, so didn't play too much, 10 games as a rookie in 2017. Um, after being selected in the fifth round by the Colts. Uh, but then in uh, 2018, 105 tackles, one, in a, one sack. 2019, probably his best year, 124 tackles, two and a half sacks, two passes defended, one fumble recovery. Uh, I'm sorry, one forced fumble. Uh, and then last year, 92 tackles, no sacks, uh, five passes deflected, um, and then one interception and one fumble recovery. So, again, at linebacker, you know, statistics aren't always the most important thing. I think what we look at with Walker, there are a few that kind of stand out. Tackle for loss, uh, he had 10 in his sophomore year, six two years ago, and then last year only two tackles for loss. Total in his career, he only has six quarterback hits. So, with Walker, linebacker, ranger, I think the reality is, is you're looking at uh, someone who is um, going to make enough tackles. He's going to keep uh, running backs, hopefully uh, some quarterbacks. He is going from from getting far. So he's the guy making the tackle for a two-yard gain, hopefully, the three-yard gain. Those kind of gains are really what they're looking for out of Walker, linebacker, ranger. And I think at some level, the Browns are set up with kind of a two-deep if they look at kind of where their their linebacker group is, they have uh, Walker, linebacker Ranger, who is expected to start. And he will be backed up most likely as a run defender by Sione Takitaki, who can also rush the passer a little bit. I did a little bit of that in college or a lot of that in college. So you have uh, Anthony Walker, you have Sione Takitaki. Those two guys are really run-stopping forces. So maybe they feel like they need that against... Baltimore at some level, obviously against Tennessee, maybe against the Raiders, maybe against what Miami is probably building down there. Maybe that's where they see those two guys playing. And then for the other position, you're looking at a Malcolm Smith and a Jacob Jacob Phillips, both guys who are, are really more coverage guys, different players in a lot of ways, obviously youth, experience, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but those are two of the more faster guys uh, on their linebacking group. But I think what it also tells us is they might be done, right? They might be done there at the linebacker group. Maybe B.J. Goodson returns, but that's a big maybe now with Walker's addition. Uh, Walker is probably a better uh, run defender, 
probably a better kind of leader in the box, consistent guy. Um, you saw kind of the outpouring of love from his teammates when he left. Uh, so a lot of good out of Walker doesn't seem to uh, leave room for BJ Goodson. Uh, there's that you know there's a little bit of surprise there, right? Running it back was was more likely than not. But now with four linebackers and three starting safeties, and then obviously you have Mac Wilson hanging out around there, it seems like Walker linebacker Ranger kind of ends the Browns' pursuit. Now if uh, if uh, JOK is available at 26, maybe. If Zayvon Collins is available at 26, maybe. Maybe they do that. Or maybe they find a third-round draft pick like they did with Jacob Phillips to try to you know figure out what it's going to look like moving forward. But right now, those are your four linebackers with the addition of Anthony Walker, linebacker Ranger, to the Cleveland Browns. Before we get to the next big one, which I've already said his name, Let's stop and let our sponsors talk to you. And again, support those who support us, right? Like that is always important. I'm all about community. I'm all about team. I'm all about togetherness. So while people we are in competition with, you know, good people, game recognized game, like we know that are good people out there doing good things. So uh, please support those who support us. If, If they're clicking on our link, you click on theirs. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And if there are sponsors, please, if you're willing, able, if it makes sense for you, if it fits into your life, please support our sponsors. Use all the promo codes that, you know, throughout the year we throw in here with our little promos and all that stuff. Please just do that. Like, that's the reality of, of working together, being together. Uh, it's a version of a social contract, but it's not. It's more of a, uh, it's not just about the bare minimum. It's about doing more for people. And we love doing more for people. So, uh, speaking of doing more, let's look at Malik Jackson who the Cleveland Browns just brought in. Malik Jackson, again, 6'5", 290. Uh, He will be playing this year at at age 31. Uh, He will turn 32 while the Cleveland Browns are competing for the Super Bowl uh, at the beginning of January. So obviously much older than the Browns are are generally bringing in players. Started his career in 2012 with the Denver Broncos, four years in Denver, three years in Jacksonville where he really made hay. Uh, and then the last two years were in Philadelphia. You'll remember that name because he was somebody the Browns seemed to be looking at uh, when he signed in Philadelphia. Uh, pretty big numbers that he got there, uh, contract-wise. Unfortunately, his rookie or his first year in Philadelphia in 2019 only played one game, had a foot injury. Then last year in Philly, 15 games, but only started six. Two and a half sacks, 28 tackles, 13 quarterback hits, and really that's the big one. It's going to be that 13 quarterback hits. He did have six tackles for loss. His sack game, really, Jacksonville were where he kind of got those. Denver is last year in 2015, five and a half sacks. His second year in the league, he had six. Jacksonville, six and a half and eight before uh, his final season in Jacksonville in 2018 at three and a half. But we're looking at, you know, 16, 19, 11, 12, and then 13. You're looking at a lot of quarterback hits, and that's really what you want. You want him to be able to press the pocket from inside. So with Andrew Billings coming um, coming back, quote-unquote, um, it's going to be interesting whether Malik Jackson starts there at that uh, other inside uh, technique, you know, whether that's one, two, three, whatever they, you know, how they have, or they have him lined up. 
Do they have Billings there as that kind of true nose, that one technique, that zero technique, along with Sheldon Richardson, who has a very good three technique? Or do they put uh, the two veterans, Malik and Sheldon Richardson, together there and have a backup group that uh, consists of Andrew Billings and Jordan Elliott? The reality is, is Elliott didn't show a lot coming into this season. And so it'll be interesting whether the Browns, you know, did they make a promise to Malik Jackson? What are they expecting out of him? Given his age, I don't think starting, not starting really is the most important thing. I think it's really how he is used. And he can be a really helpful piece at times, rotating with Sheldon Richardson at that three technique, allowing, allowing Elliott uh, and Billings to kind of take that other role. But obviously having four guys on the inside that can play is going to be really important, uh, especially as you, you know, you look, the Browns probably want to have a four one six, right? Like in the end, if they could pull off a four one six on a on a regular basis, they would be okay with that. And so you have the the four defensive linemen. And when you do that, you need guys in the middle who can take on blocks, right? You need guys who aren't gonna let the linemen get up to those safeties, especially in the run game, right? Obviously that's where they're getting up to the safeties. So if they're in four one six a lot, you're gonna have, you know, the three safeties on the field. You would have Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, and Troy Hill. And you'd probably have Malcolm Smith or Jacob Phillips, right? So you, you need some guys in the defensive line. You need guys, right? Now, every once in a while, Sheldon Richardson can bump out to defensive end. So that's helpful as well for the Browns to add someone who can play on the inside. Taking a quick look at PFF, Pro Football Focus. Um, again, I can look at some stats, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but for both uh, Walker, linebacker, Ranger, by the way, Darius Leonard, Man, does he love Walker. Like, that is very clear. Like, I just put something up on my Twitter account, at Jared K. Mueller. Uh, he spent two minutes talking about Walker and had a video put together for him and sent it out to the world and all of his appreciation. Like, normally players are like, yo, bro, I miss you, all that, you know, that kind of stuff. This is literally a two-minute video, like, that he talks and he had someone put together a video. Maybe he did. I don't know how computer savvy he is, but... Just a really impressive, it says a lot about Walker, and it says a lot about Leonard, uh, that he'd be willing to do that, but it says a lot about his teammate, that, that he cares that much. But looking at uh, Pro Football Focus, just because they give us some perspective and some numbers, the numbers on Walker are not great. Last year, 48 overall, run defense was only 41.1, pass rush 61.3, coverage 56.7. There's talk of some change in schemes and all of that kind of stuff and his fit. Uh, being a struggle, and I, get, I continue to look at their overall grades, and I'm not seeing things that I love. Uh, 61 overall in 2019 with a 43.5 run defense, and much better in coverage than, than I was expecting or I've been uh, looking at. 73.3 grade there. 2018, looking backwards, again, 61.9, a 64.9 run defense, 77 against uh, pass rush, and only 55 in coverage. So again, his numbers are kind of bouncing kind of all over the place. 65.2 overall, his rookie year in 2017 where he didn't play a lot, but his run defense was 69.2. So it looks like he's kind of been all over the place when it comes to grading out and how he's used is also really important. So always just kind of look at, you know, use is important, role is important, all that kind of stuff. We're not going to assume Anthony Walker is all of a sudden going to be some amazing linebacker, but he could. I mean, he's good overshadowed by Darius Leonard, asked to do specific things that maybe don't fit his skill set. We'll see if the Browns are able to use him, right? The Browns chose him, and he chose the Browns. So there's hope that they really have talked through, and it sounds like from Kevin Stefanski's press conference, he really does know ball. Like, he talks ball. He, he studies tape. 
all of that kind of stuff. So hopefully they understand each other what he is best at, and he understands how they want to use him. That's going to be really important. And then, and then kind of the same thing there with Malik Jackson. So overall grade uh, in 2020 is 64.7, run defense 63.7, pass rush 72.1. That's really what you're looking for. 2019 didn't play enough, so cares about that one game. 2018, 61.6, only 56.3 against the run, 70.1. Again, this is why we're talking about him as a three technique, right? So 2017, uh, one of his best years, 79.3, run defense of 74.4, pass rush of 77.8. So you're seeing there, Malik Jackson makes most sense as a pass rusher, as an interior presence there for the Cleveland Browns with Miles Garrett on the outside. Sheldon Richardson at times lining up next to him, or Malik Jackson and Sheldon Richardson being able to work off of each other and, and give each other a break. And then right now, Tack McKinley, Curtis Weaver, Porter Gustin, Joe Jackson as the other edge uh, player at this point in time. I think what's really interesting is the Cleveland Browns have made no decisions to restructure uh, anybody's contract. So right now, while that means they don't have a lot of cap space, they haven't restructured anybody. So they're now down, according to Splotrack, they have $15 million. I don't know. I can look real quick to see what, you know, whose contracts they have on there, who they don't, um, because obviously that's important. We haven't seen a lot of updates. So right now, Spotrack does not have Rashard Higgins, Troy Hill, Malik Jackson, Elijah Lee, Jojo Natson, Greg Sennett, or Anthony Walker. So obviously that $15 million is not exactly accurate. Then we jump over here to over the cap because those are two folks that we like to take a look at, at least give us some perspective. And, and again, they have the Browns at just a little under $15 million. And so without the information needed for uh, some of those guys that we just talked about, it's really hard to know what the Browns have available to them right now uh, because structure and all that kind of stuff. But the Browns can restructure just OBJ and Jarvis Landry's contract. Again, just a reminder of restructure is very simple. Restructure means you take bonus, I'm sorry, you take salary, you make it a bonus. You can spread it out over however many years are left on the contract. So let's say someone has a $10 million salary this year. You can convert, uh, let's just say six of that if they have three years left on their contract. And so Instead of all $10 million, you know, they save $4 million on the cap or whatever the numbers end up being. Um, it, it looks e it's easier to look at than talk through. But in the end, the Browns can do that with OBJ and Jarvis Landry. It doesn't change their money. It actually guarantees more money. Not more money. It guarantees the money versus not guaranteeing the money. So they can do it with those two guys, and they can get back into the $20-some million range or more. There is about $30-some million available for them to restructure. Not that they're going to want to do that. Because generally speaking, restructuring just pushes it off. So, um, you know, I've seen language people talk about borrowing from the future. And there's a lot of people doing that. That's also true of these void years. I'm going to try to really study those so I can write that up at the OBR um, if somebody already doesn't get to it. But... Really try to uh, break that down for all of you in Jared language, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that are gonna that are able to talk through things in real high level um, and all of the details. For me, it's really about understanding what's the impact, what's the effect, what do I need to know? Because generally speaking, we don't need to know it all. It's fun to know it all at times. We don't need to know it all. So the Browns have cap space available. 
whether it's what they currently have, which we don't exactly know. Um, some people are saying, you know, five, six, seven, eight million dollars. Uh, that may or may not be accurate because we just don't know the structure of all of these contracts to let us know kind of how they work. I do know that the Browns, in general, have gotten their guys at the price points they want them at. So they're not overpaying. They're not getting stretched. They're they're letting the market come to them, but and then still getting John Johnson, Tack McKinley, Troy Hill, Malik Jackson, you know, and then even their own guys with the return of Rashard Higgins, uh, Cody Parkey, Elijah Lee. Uh, obviously, they signed Greg Sennett, who was actually with Cleveland for just a little bit. I believe that was his rookie year. The return of JoJo Natson, just a, Malcolm Smith. The Browns have been making moves, y'all, and they will continue to make moves. I honestly would not be shocked to see um, some kind of make good deals, um, as I talked about Garyon Conley, because uh, McNeil had put something up on Twitter, so that's a public thing. Lane has some great information, some very detailed information for OBR subscribers in, the, in Rumor Central, and then probably has answered 20 questions about it in Ask the Insiders, because that's just how our people roll. Um, encourage y'all to look through Ask the Insiders before asking a question, right? Like, that can be helpful. Not that it's always easy, but just encouraging that. But I would not be shocked if there's a Gary Aaron Conley type signing, and maybe there's still that edge player, right? There's a lot of players available. But for right now, the Browns have brought in Anthony Walker, linebacker ranger. They brought in Malik Jackson. And then as Fred uh, kind of did a review for us on the OBR, Cody Parkey, Elijah Lee, Rashard Higgins, JoJo Natson, John Johnson, Tack McKinley, Troy Hill, Anthony Walker, Jackson, Malcolm Smith, Lee, Higgins, Natson, Senate. The Browns have made a lot of moves, but there are still moves that they can make. Right. Fred brings up a variety of edge rushers. One, two, three, four, five, and six. If they're if they're you know talking about certain people, and then at, at outside corner, you know he names another six, seven guys that that could be available. Um, so we'll go from there, right? Uh, the Browns have some money to to spend, and they have some moves they can pretty easily make to continue to spend. For right now, uh, the Browns have added a starting free safety a starting level defensive end, a, a cornerback that will start at slot, which is really important, a starting level um, experienced inside defensive lineman, brought back Richard Higgins, brought in Malcolm Smith, have a new starting linebacker with Anthony Walker, linebacker ranger. I'm going to make that stick, y'all. Like, listen, let's just do it. All right, jump on in, tweet it out, make sure he knows what's happening. We're doing it, right? He's our ranger. That's our dude. Um, so they've, they've made a lot of moves, and they still have some moves to make. Thinking about where the Browns were at the end of last season and where they are now, that is a significant improvement on the defense. And in an offense that has continuity, literally it is Kendall Lamb out, Greg Sennett in, and that's really kind of what we're looking at, right? So no other significant major moves. JoJo Natson returns, right? But... The offense stays the same and the defense gets upgraded. Kind of good. It's a good thing for a team that won 11 games, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and took the Kansas City Chiefs to the brink. The Cleveland Browns are mightily improved but have not mortgaged the future so they can start working on contract extensions for Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, Wyatt Teller, and possibly Nick Chubb. Hope all of you have a good weekend. It looks like it's going to be sunny most places uh, in the Midwest, so hopefully you enjoy that after some wind and rain and a lot of kind of cold kind of stuff as we kind of continue to look to turn the corner into spring, into summer, 
and moving forward into 2021, which we hope is better than 2020. And just in general, we always hope next year is better than last year. So hope you guys are going to enjoy the weekend. I'm going to do my best. If we have any big signings, again, you'll get us here. Uh, not really an emergency pod, just a pod. But enjoy your weekend. And as always, while you're enjoying the weekend, please take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.